Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that never hesitates to kick anyone or anything in the nards my name is greg d and i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're gathering in mass and mobilizing an army to walk us through our fan commentary track of the 1987 classic the monster Monster squad Squad. Yes. yes stephen king rules man i'm rocking it yeah you are but before we get into that, gang, let me remind you we are part of the ever-expanding Phantom <laughs> Podcast Network. Phantom. And you can find all of our past episodes, along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts, at downrightcreepy.com. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your Black & Decker hole. As, oh, that's a good one. God damn. I was wondering where you're going to go with that one. Uh, so yeah, you guys, um, we are a, we are almost like three fourths of the way through the uh, into the mouth of March yeah. Madness tournaments. <laughs> we we still got a while to go, but yeah, we're we're we're, we're waist deep. We are. In fact, the um, this is actually going to come out right after our 1977 episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll have gone through the entirety of the first round. Yes. And then we're gearing up for the Scream 16 and Hateful Eight. Yeah. And those round of episodes are going to be a lot of fun. We're gathering in mass with the Phantom Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some buddies of ours that are going to be joining us outside of the Phantom Podcast Network. Yes. Because ultimately, we really wanted to make sure you guys were getting a taste of, number one, Phantom Podcast Network, <laughs> but also a lot of the stuff that you know I listen to and I enjoy. And you know we're lucky enough in this day and age to actually have... These people come on. Yeah, and which they've is, all been awesome. Oh, yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, these are people that, like, knowledge-wise, put oh, yeah. us to shame. Oh, yeah. Like, straight-up shame. Speaking of people that can put us to shame here, uh, we're actually joined by a very special guest. Uh, you can find his work over at uh, boomhowdy.com. Uh, he is also the host of the Phantom Zone podcast, which we just guessed, uh, guessed it on recently. Well, for Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. You, I highly recommend you guys check that one out. <laughs> Not only that episode, but all their other ones. They're in the midst of a whole <coughs> doing part threes of flicks. And it's appropriate that you're sitting in with us, given the director of tonight's film that we're watching and one of the films you guys just talked about. Welcome to the Nightmare Junkhead podcast for the first time, Adrian Torres. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for coming mm-hmm. in here. And we actually have you in studio, so to speak. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm here, lovely cuddling with everybody you know? <laughs> in Nerd Hala. Exactly. Because the last time we talked, it was over Skype, and yes. so this is always nice. Skype is rad, but I like. It's kind of like an online class versus a face to face. I need that interaction. It's the digital uh, VOD versus going to the theater. <laughs> I like the theater experience mm-hmm. so much more. I just wanted to make sure that there was distance between everybody for Ghoulies 3 so that there, there wasn't any hatred. <laughs> so it didn't break out in a fist fight into, exactly. into shenanigans. Exactly. <laughs> the shenanigans could have only been better than what we saw in Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. I'll be honest, that was a, it was kind of fun to rewatch, but it was such an awkward rewatch because yeah. <laughs> I think I remembered it more fondly back in the day. And then, you know, when you take off the rose-tinted glasses. <laughs> right. So Some movies do not withstand the test of time. This one, however, yeah, you're not kidding. And this is actually one that I'm still kicking our, 
I'm kicking us, me, you, mm-hmm. everyone involved for not having it in the bracket. Right. What were we thinking? We some things had to go by the wayside. There was just so much stuff. I Monster Squad didn't fit with any other categories, even the wild card, bitches. That and also, and we'll get into this into the midst of the, the movie, but I think this is also kind of one of those kind of gateway horror flicks. Yeah, this is one easily shown. You can show to younger kids to get them into horror. And it's also, you know, and it's really because it's family friendly. It's also appropriate for like the old, old timers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because this is all universal throwback. And so I'm anxious to, to rewatch this through this, the, uh, you know, the, the nostalgic lens again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot to talk about it. So yes. um, we're going to be, we're <coughs> utilizing, it is the 20th uh, anniversary DVD. Uh, I know there are some uh, Blu-rays out there. I don't think there's any director's cuts or anything like that. Right. So we're all going to be watching the same version mm-hmm. on this one. So your Monster Squads is the same Monster Squad. The same it should be as far as I know, because the, uh, there's a big Blu-ray set that they put out that was like 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And that, but that one was really short lived. And then they did one of those Twilight Time releases that only had, but I, I want to say that for some reason, like either the the lead in is a little bit longer, or there's something because because it's supposed to be like a couple seconds longer, not like actual footage in the movie, right, right? But just like how they started out, I think that there's like a little bit of white noise on a black screen. That Interesting, huh? Maybe that's actually just summoning Dracula or something right. along those lines. Could be. <laughs> it's Could opening be. a portal. <laughs> And if it's Shane Black, you know, on the other side, it'll be Christmas time. So it'll be good. (laughs) So, again, we're going to be utilizing the DVD on this one. So what we need you guys to do is we've got ahead. We've gone ahead and we've synced this up. So it's getting ready to start. We're going to do it lethal weapon style. We're going to go three, two, one, and then we're going to then push play. Yep. And so your title screen should be on there. You're getting ready to see the unicorn, the Pegasus come flying out here. So epic. So epic. So genius. Let us start and do our countdown, gang. Let's get ready. Yep. Three, two, one, play. All right, gang. Welcome to our Nightmare Junkhead fan commentary track for the Monster Squad. And by fan commentary track, that means no affiliation with any producer actor anything with this movie we had no part of it we just love it we just love this one a lot and we Mm -hmm. love it so much that we wanted to make sure to go more than a duo we needed a squad right and so we brought in goals squad goals right on man and we're from the phantom zone podcast we're bringing in our squad buddy adrian torres Mm -hmm. yeah actually i just want to say that i was led here under false pretenses because i was convinced that you guys were producers involved and this, you are on a couch, on the couch. This, this you want to be a star uh, don't no, you no no i'm, I'm leaving <laughs> it, it could get really messy here we're going to try to keep it pg-13 if you will you know in lieu with the monster squad wait wait, wait. are we are we doing now pg-13 or pg-13 of their time pg-13 their time with the thing because you know I'll, i'm gonna try and go pg-13 but who knows? PG and 87 guaranteed you yeah. at least some boobs and one F-bomb. Right. And I'm not talking about fuck, okay? <laughs> Unfortunately, as we will see and hear in this film. The Monster Squad. We get a great F-bomb. So I've got to open it up here. That's a scary dope uh, graveyard. The graveyard? It's yeah. it's classic. It's old school. It's gothic. Now, they, they famously mention none of these are based off the Universal Monsters. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you know, and so they're recreating not a universal monster movie, but something anew. They're, they're based on the Hammer movies. Oh, the Hammer yeah. flicks. Now, if actually, um, yeah, I can see that. Now, Hammer had so much of the good that just the charm and right. the, the, the 
the beauties, I should say there, you know, just in terms of some of those. Uh, now, I got to open this up. This came out in 1987. We've been focusing on um, films from 1987 for this year's films celebrating their 30 years. And this is a film 30 years later. We're still talking about mm -hmm. people are still gushing over. Mm. Were any of you guys lucky enough to see this in the theater? No, no, me neither. Oh, we all missed out, didn't we? Yep. And how? Because I saw uh, in this same year, I saw RoboCop. In the mm -hmm. theater. I had no business seeing Robocop in the theater, <laughs> but I missed out on the Monster Squad. You want to fly, Bobby Boy? <laughs> uh, one of the things I really love about this film is number one, the cast. We've already seen a bunch of people go through here, but not only with the squad themselves, but I think the, one of the great strengths of this film are just the, uh, the adult characters. Yes. Because they're really good character actors. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That, see, there's oh, a big one right Stan there. Stan Winston. Yeah. So, yeah, famously, all the designs and Richard Edlund, who actually won a uh, Oscar for Ghostbusters, his work. Mm -hmm. Richard Edlund also did special effects in Fright Night. Mm. So you've got like this the, is a good pedigree. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Yeah. Speaking of pedigree, actually, in terms of the guys that wrote this particular flick, which are coming up here. Now, this is also I love that we get this kind of old school Dracula mm -hmm. or excuse me, not Dracula, but. Count Alucard. Alucard, Dr. Acula, yeah, <laughs> going all scrubs there. But I love that we get this kind of this little step-by-step -step transformation. It works really well. It was great that you mentioned uh, Fright Night because Fright Night's a good like companion piece for this type of movie that, that has the knowledge and understands the history that came with those horror movies before. And it wants to make something new, but at the same time, it has great reverence for it's, everything that came before. Mm -hmm. The reverence is important with that because, honestly, I think you can see and you can feel it, actually, I should say, when something is reverent versus when it's more tongue-in-cheek, when they're having a little bit more fun with it. And you know what? That has its place. That's no problem there. Right. But with something like this, though, I mean, this is an earnest, fun film. Mm. And this is one of those that, okay, there you go. Written by Shane Black and Fred Decker. Black and Decker. Black man. and Decker, man. Not only, you know, good for hardware, but my God, in terms of their collaborations. Yeah, and I love how they open up with the Van Helsing Siege of Dracula's Castle, right? It's so cool. And then I love any vampire story mythos that incorporates the three sisters. Of yes. course. Randy Round. Because you know that's where the Randy stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, Helsing is kind of a, a party pooper here as he goes and just stake it. Man, now imagine you're throwing a gig at his place and he these guys. In, these stakes have never been higher. And then like just starts <laughs> blasting people. God bless you, man. You should be writing for Hollywood. <laughs> uh, directed by Fred Decker. Fred Decker also we've done. Uh, this is actually going to be our second mm -hmm. commentary for a Fred hey. Decker film. Night of the Creeps. Yeah, man. Night of the Creeps. We're going to continue with that. And obviously we're huge fans of Decker here Fred, on the podcast. Fred Decker has such the best abilities to put fun in his horror movies wow. and walk that fine line where you know the tone is always going to be mirthful and great but you're still going to get a lot of violence a lot of good scares mm -hmm. this movie has practically no gore at all there's death and, and chaos but it compared to some of his other films but they're all fun yeah yeah no, it's it's pretty sanitized for the most part, but yeah. again, you have to think of the audience ideally they were shooting for. Right, and you're which, dealing with kids. Yeah. And four kids. So And you know, when you're eleven years old as I was in nineteen eighty seven. That's a dope zombie. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. That's old school. I love those old ones that are just they're just basically skeleton, but it's the wisp of hair mm -hmm. that has always freaked me out because it's the, the textures that are on them. Mm-hmm. It's cause they're smart. It's the <laughs> 
Now, we have to assume here that this girl is a virgin because everything works here. Because obviously, with any good horror movie trope, you have to incorporate a virgin somehow. Mm -hmm. And I love how we get this little axis here. Now, speaking of virgins... If this is not if this is your first time seeing this movie, yeah, don't. Cause one, you know, if you know how we do, we're gonna spoil the shit out of it. We're not gonna be gentle this time, right? So, just so, there we go. That was my version. Nineteen eighty seven was a big year for vortexes, cause uh, we also got that with Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you stop it? Indeed. And this is some of Richard Edlund's work right here, which is I like this. To me, that has more it's good charm. Old school, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can see the lines and stuff, but it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it is. Because you're thinking about how they did it at the time, mm-hmm. and which is astounding. Now, going back to the quickly about the virgin thing, what do you think they did at that time? Like, Van Helsing, like, is he going up? Is he putting a notice? Like, in the town and being like, we've got a meeting this week with your daughters if they happen to bring virgins. Well, I think at that time in that village, you needed to know who's virgin or not, just in case you needed some sacrifice. You I mean, probably had is... a virgin, like, break in case of virgin. Right. Like, you had one, a pristine yeah. girl right. always behind. The gypsy read the bones, you know, and so, like, they keep, you know, you know yeah. vir- virgin ah. storage. And it, it's, in, it's in your deed little contract. I think so, actually. Too. Yeah. Now, here we are. We're introduced to ostensibly our two heroes here, uh, Sean and Patrick. And, of course, um, Sean wearing the Stephen King's rule shirt. I am wearing the Stephen King rule shirt. Um, Do you notice how they're getting in trouble for um, drawing scary pictures and shit like that? Mm -hmm. Okay. When I was in middle school, I, I had a teacher, my shop teacher, was convinced that I was evil because we were to make clocks in class without a plexiglass and like stick on numbers and shit so <clears throat> he was like all right everybody you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna cut out some magazines and you're gonna post them up and you're gonna make a pretty clock i'm like all right cool so i brought in like fangoria and <laughs> like a whole bunch of stuff and i made this really cool clock pictures of monsters and things like that he called me into the principal's office called my mom and I went there, and they're like, I think your son's, this is disrespectful, and it is scary to me. Yeah, I think he has the devil in him. And so mom was like, it's you, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's rough, man. Well, it's better than the, what was in Superbad when he was just drawing dicks, dicks. all the time. <laughs> you could be drawing much worse things there. Well, the interesting, you, you talked about Fangoria. Back in 1987, Fangoria was so big at the time. Actually, it was probably getting ready to kind of break out. But I always remember being able to go to uh, any of the malls, always had like a B. Dalton bookseller. And you could yeah. always guarantee you could peruse the magazine stand and you'd go straight for Fangoria because, I mean, it, there was, you know, it was not a naked lunch kind of scenario where it's, you know, what is this? Well, no, we had to tell you. <laughs> because they, it's they, in the 80s. They threw homo out a lot in the negative. Casual. Casual uh, homophobia. And so. You've but, been warned. Yeah. And in fact, sometimes it's not so much casual. It's not so casual. It's pretty. Uh, but, it, but it affects all of them. So, I mean, you can't really. It, it's one thing to say, yeah, it's not good now. But at the time, but they were all. Every, every, all movies. Yeah. And also in the 80s, only could you have a character whose basic name in it is. Fat kid, and of yeah. course, oh good lord, being pestered go. by uh, Kevin Arnold's brother. Yep. Just, I mean, he played the prick. He was basically kind of a subpar William Zapka. Right, like, he was yeah, Kid Zapka. Was, yeah, Kid Zapka. Because he was in Pee Wee's Big yeah, Adventure, and he's like, Terry's "I'm ready to take the film roll." When he's yelling at the nun, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start a bicycle route right now. <laughs> 
His name is Horace. And Horace, of course, unfortunately passed away young uh, back in 1997. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because really, when would you say it's just in terms of the kind of the cult of the Monster Squad really kicked in? Because this is one of those films that I didn't necessarily do all that well theatrically, but, but thanks to home, home video. video market, I think once it hit home video, it exploded. And this is such here a really interesting introduction here <laughs> in terms of ostensibly as our badass character of the movie in Rudy. He's the toughest, meanest kid in school. He I is. Mean, it's, look at it. He's rolling he's on his bicycle, leather jacket, Alfonso rallied out, smoking cigarettes. And I love the fact that, you know, I, I ideally and maybe if this was a high school flick, he'd be rolling in on a motorcycle. Right. But because we do or a keep Camaro. A, yeah. We keep a kid centric, though. And he's just in a, he's got a banana seat on his bike as well. So I love the fact that it's kind of almost gender neutral, if you will, which well, is well, rad. But, but at the same time, the whole reason that he's the tough guy basically is because he's been held back like a yeah. year. So, <laughs> so he's bigger than everybody so else. So he's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to intimidate you. He's got that crazy stupid strength going on there. Man, that seventh grade was the best four years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and his loafers. Don't don't forget about the penny loafers. I know. That, that can light matches. That, and I'm Eat surprised. It. Eat it. That's pretty gnarly. Now, not as bad as good for Horace. Well, yeah, of course, and the fact that he has his back. Fat kid, good for fucking Horace, man. Yeah. <laughs> now here we go. The, uh, the famous Wolfman talk. Phoebe the Phoebe. She's so adorable. She is, and you know that's what's interesting with this film. I think is a role with feet like Phoebe's could have easily derailed this film, mm-hmm. but she is so good in it. Yeah, she's naturally funny and charismatic and precocious she, and oh, just. And, don't be chicken shits. Right. You know, your little kid's swearing. She's like my little shorty. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's Wolf I think that's Wolf one dork. good thing about being able to usher children into horror. Yeah. The little kids have naughty and surrogate with Phoebe. Yes. And while, yes, she's involved in scary things, it all works out okay. And of she course. has her own character arc and everything. The kids have their own character arc. The adults. I think that's why this movie is multi-generational. Scary German guy gets right? his own little arc. Yeah. No, it's a Rambo fat kid. Uh, poor fat kid. You mean See, the Kansas City Horror Club? The Ken- I mean- how do you how do you, how do you join the Kansas City Horror Club, genius? Well, I just by liking on Facebook. <laughs> I love that they actually say that. I think I heard he killed his dad. Did you yeah. ever have that kid in the neighborhood that had that checkered past that your your folks really didn't want you hanging him around with, you know? But occasionally he'd come over and they're like, watch him, watch him. <laughs> and if you were if you didn't know that kid, you were that kid. I know. I think I was gonna say I don't remember that kid. So yeah, I guess that was me. Scary German guy. Leonardo Camino is his name and plays a great kind of almost like the Home Alone yeah. kind of little mm-hmm. turn you get there. Okay, so <laughs> true story. I sadly saw Dracula 2000 in the theater. Me too. Did you? Uh-huh. All, all, all and this, so this tells you about what time it was, but all on the promise of seeing vitamin C. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I bring that up because also in Dracula 2000, you actually get a the very similar vampire thing. plane scene. Mm-hmm. Now, that guy, the pilot, the main pilot, yeah. he is in everything. Um, he, I love him best in UHF. He's the guy that gets the staples in his face. Oh, well, that Al. is, isn't it? Yep. Oh, good Lord. Yep. I never. He's been in Goodfellas. He's been in. Um, David he, Provel is his name. Yeah, he's always like the the. Other Italian, the right? Other, yeah. Right. <laughs> Italian stereotype number three. But Come on he, in. Hey, but if you can make a character, yeah, like, like, no, have you, a career. You like, recognize yeah. him. From no, like my a... hat off to anyone that can do that. 
If, well, if, I, I, if I was an actor, I would never shoot to be like the main star. I'd want to be that guy because it's almost it's almost yeah. greater. And Adrian Torres is all y'all. Yeah, <laughs> you could you could you could probably kill somebody and them not know for like thirty years because you're just known as that guy and they don't know your name. Right. Yeah. Which is it's just kind of unfortunate, but also kind of rad because those guys we usually know those guys just because <laughs> we're that level of nerd. <laughs> so again, the Al Leong, you know, types. Uh, which when he showed up in uh, Big Trouble, man, I loved everyone. Kind of uh, freaked out for that. It was great. Now, so Stephen Mock, uh, uh, Dracula. Oh God, yeah. um, genuinely scary as Dracula. I think. Do you know he is a superbly accomplished painter? Yes. He's like legit. Yes, he has stuff in like the Louvre, stuff like stuff. I mean, not I don't know of that level, but pretty. <laughs> he's got he's got shit in the Nelson. He, he's down you know? the street from the Louvre. Yeah, he's in he, a Louvre. He's he's got some stuff out there. He's got some impressive things. He's uh, very stoic. Yeah, unless you're talking about art, because he doesn't. He didn't do. I think he retired from acting to pursue art full time. That's so. Pretty- Good for him. Good for him. I also like that we get a little bit of a relationship between all the monsters mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of their interactions, how they're called up. Um, in fact, actually, that's one of my favorites. Oh, I love the red eye bat. Yeah, that's good old fashioned good stuff there. So, OK, so let me ask you this. In terms of your buddies, when you all got together, you kind of had your own little monster squad. Did you ever do kind of the monster initiation or the horror quiz? Because, you know, I guess nowadays we we I talk about like a litmus test movie like Near Dark. That's almost kind of like this stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I I did this with my brother. Like we would talk. Well, not peeping in the neighbor's window. <laughs> that, but no one's judging you. Yeah, that's no, no, I mean, you're with friends. You do, that's fine. fine. Zobbledy bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, okay, so how do you kill a werewolf? Or mm-hmm. Like, okay, so what? How do you stop Jason Voorhees? Or you know, just right. kind of like letting him know. Had to protect himself. Which, in many, you mentioned protect yourselves because yeah. we still were. Well, shit, we. I still am in that frame of mind where that can still happen. Yeah, you never know when werewolves and hobos and chuds are going to come out. We are going to be armed with that knowledge, right? And you know, knowledge is power, and knowing no, is half, half the, the battle. battle. So, boom. <laughs> See, I, I was interesting because we we moved a bit, not like because of anything bad but my, my dad was an, an area manager and then we just tried to to live a couple different places we moved to Kansas city moved back to seattle back and forth a couple times so these movies were special to me because i didn't have that core group and wasn't in like a set place until like going into fifth and sixth grade so i was a little bit older than that <laughs> and then you're jumping into middle school and you're starting over yeah and in high school you're jumping over so Movies like this and, and Goonies were huge growing up because it gave me this viewpoint into this I- idealized version, you know. So right. so I grew up with this Goonies stand by me and it gave me a different view of what what these friendships would have been like. Do you think ultimately, though, that they are more Hollywood friendships? And oh, can we get a shout out here to Mary, Le- Mary Ellen Trainer passed away last year. She is the true connective tissue between the Monster Squad yep. mm-hmm. and the Goonies. Mm hmm. And a lot of people, I'm glad you mentioned that, Adrian, a lot of people will say, is it the Goonies or Monster Squad? And for me, it can be both. But if you had to Sophie's choice it, Adrian. Monster Squad. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take, I, I think it's because. There was of, no hesitation there, no, man. Clock. None. I've, I've got it. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's because of like the, the weird humor that they have that, that's both for kids and then adults. The mm-hmm. designs 
of the monsters. Come, come on. When we get him in just a little bit here, Noonan as, as oh, Frankenstein. Noonan is right. so good in the damn. Okay, so here's a true story. Um, talk about it on the podcast a lot. I do a movie night at my house. I've been doing it for five years. That's a dope hood ornament, though. Yeah, it is. Are you kidding? <laughs> Put that on the stick shift. And I love we get the little skull flash. Blah! Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? Where there we there go. Right. Um, but for the first October flick, I wanted to make sure I showed a scary movie, so I did show the Monster Squad, and it had been a while since I'd seen it, and so seeing it with the crowd it was great. But spoilers here, when Frankenstein goes away and he's like, bye bye, I started crying. Oh my! And everyone was looking at me, sh- not shocked because I, I cry a lot, but yeah. I think they were like, "Why are you crying over the Monster Squad?" And I was like, "Why are you not crying?" <laughs> Over the monster squad. Like, that is so sad. Yeah. And it's because the power of the friendship and the development of their character arcs. Right. Oh, yeah. Just, just all the arcs. It's, here we've got the dad, who mm-hmm. he, he even himself has the great arc over the course of the movie. Also, didn't when you were growing up, didn't you want to have his house only because you could the get drive out? In. The drive Oh, that's yeah, so yeah, cool. Even a shout out to, to, to what movie, Genius? Uh, to, uh, to the, oh, which one they're watching? Groundhog's Day. Groundhog Day Part Twelve. <laughs> yeah, 12. Groundhog Day Part Twelve. Yeah. I was just gonna say, and the cool there, part there, there, there. Sorry to interrupt, but that's that's one of my favorite favorite lines when the dad's going through this and he's mailed to the pieces of the Norway because it fits just like it takes every slasher to task. Also, right it makes him kind of identify with his son to the point where he could do a monster test himself, right? Because exactly. he knows all the ways that exactly because he's probably seen all of them, and then he's like, yeah, you can go see your monster movies. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's cool with it. He was. So, and this is an interesting thing. Well, not interesting, but in terms of you always saw divorce on screen or, you know, marriages and strife. I was very fortunate growing up. My parents stayed together. Um, so always seeing this, I never understood that the, the good parent, the bad parent, you know, the one that let you get away with all that kind of shit. Right. So I always did that, that permissive parent, if you will. I was a child of divorce. Uh, so I, I understand as well. Yes. Yeah, oh so. my goodness. So see, I see. And I'm not making light of it. You no, know, no, 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 no. <laughs> it shapes who we are. Certainly. Good, bad, or indifferent. Yep. Well, and honestly, I I was an only child, so, and I, it's, which is, explains a lot if you think about it with me. But uh, we've talked about it before on the podcast. Just but you develop relationship with films, um, and this is definitely one I would say I have a good strong relationship with, just because it it has all the feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you identify with the kids. You you want the parents to make it, man. Right. You don't want them to have to struggle. And it is Mary Ellen Trader who is. One of my favorite character actors of the free. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Okay, hold on, hold on. That is Stan. Yeah, Stan Shaw. He also, yeah, fried green tomatoes, uh, all sorts of good stuff. But no, Mary Ellen Trailer, she was like the mom of the 80s. Yeah. You know, she was the psychologist in Lethal Weapon. She was the cheating wife in uh, the Tales from the Crypt episode. I mean, she was just. Jesus Christ! I love the way how he's just—he's going full moon. He's, he's PCP got the full man. Moon fever, but the but he—he he knows about it. That's the thing that I love is that the whole time he he's doesn't saying, want it. He's yeah. against it. He's yeah. saying like, "Look, put me away, put me away." And then like now all the monsters, there's a mummy coming out, and I love how the way they just threw all these old things that nobody believes them. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, of course not. That's yeah. the beauty of it because let's face it, around '87. In terms of like what we would consider universal monsters and everything beyond Fright Night, Near Dark, you know, Vamp, we really didn't get a lot of old school monsters at all. We got a lot of interesting twists, Mm -hmm. a lot of modern updates, Mm -hmm. but nothing that harkened back to the old school. Yeah, and this is definitely a callback to that, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is problematic because let's face it, the mummy has always been one I've never been truly terrified of, but 
there is a scene in this movie and it's those and it's the damn robotech pajamas that the kid is wearing that <laughs> highlights it but there's ah uh, but there's a genuine scary scene when he when they, they open the closet. Oh my god! Yeah, that yeah. is a pretty scary scene. You know the mummy, the mummy, because you can easily get away from the mummy. Yeah, he's he's definitely you can evade him. Right. But and they're not really in mass either, unfortunately. Um, I also like the fact that we get a little bit of a an ambulance uh, scene here, which to me you can't in the '80s not have a good scary movie without some. Maybe they were transporting uh, the shape himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the werewolf. And the werewolf. But not the wolfman, probably a werewolf. And of course, the John Grease playing the wolfman here. Yes. Just, you know, <laughs> if you were a fan of the Nerds of Nostalgia, Nightmare Junkhead, Phantom Zone podcast, right. you know this guy. Yes. He's one of those guys. But but, but who would, what would you say is his best outside of like this role? Real genius. That, thank you. Laszlo Hollyfield. He's one of my all-time favorites. He's fantastic. Uh, but he's great in Terror Vision. Mm -hmm. He's great in Joysticks, playing King Vidiot. He's just one of the... He's Uncle that guy Rico. for genre films. Yeah, yeah, he's that guy. Okay, since, since uh, they're, they're at the drive-in mm -hmm. and they're watching the movie, there's Look, there's part of thank me you, Burger King. that's always wanted uh, Fred Decker and uh, Shane Black to, to make this. To actually to, do, to do, Groundhog's Day yeah, movie. To do a full-on parody of slasher films. The two of them... With their knowledge that they have of the genre and the humor they bring to it, would that would be great? Well, I know they did. They were originally going to work on something called Shadow Company, which mm. was a, supposed to be like a, about Vietnam vets that died and were brought back as zombies. So they were going to do some sort of like horror film take, another one actually, uh, but they never got around to it. But Shadow mm. Company, of course, shows up in Lethal Weapon yeah. with Gary Busey. Hey, everybody. Which, I'm in the Shadow Company. Which is he's showing up at? Where is he? Days of the Dead in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. That's that would be tempting, man, just to go up and talk with him. No, we just saw Stan Shaw again, um, and he's been in tons of things. But in my mind, I always see him as the champ in Brian De Palma's Snake Eyes. Oh, oh, that's right. With yeah. Nick Cage. Exactly. Yes, and Carla Gugin. Gee, now that's a jam I haven't seen in quite some time. Yeah, it's been I really need to probably work on my De Palma and all that. That's uh, I love this torn shirt here. The torn shirt? Like, yeah, with a little bit of blood, but you get the full, like, a, a curse of, of the, the, the werewolf type. Uh -huh. or, yeah. And honestly, I think with the werewolf, that's probably the toughest thing to nail in terms of like appearance, tone. Um, is it a straight up? Is it bipedal? Is it on all fours right. like American Werewolf? What do you guys prefer with your werewolves? <laughs> um, I, I like this style because we were talking about Hammer. Mm -hmm. and you have Oliver Reed in Curse of the Wolfman. And that's that's what I'm thinking it's, of when, when I see this, that it's the in-between of like Lon Chaney and then that type. And it does I, have. I personally, I like the more bestial werewolves. I like the more like they can on their stand on their haunches, but they prefer to sprint on their uh, all fours. You know, the more like oh shit, you know, the, the more beastly. Yeah, yeah. So, so like uh, American Werewolf in London. Yes, American Werewolf. Werewolves. I like Frankenstein. This, this is a great little reveal, not only of Frankenstein, but ah, but this is the dopest uh, creature from the yes. Black Lagoon. It's just the creature. The, just, it, you know, the, the lawyers might be listening right, for the, legality. The, the, it the, kind the, of looks like he's also in a pond, technically. Yeah, pond. Right? The, the the creature from he's, the dark pond. The pond. Yeah. No, he's incredible. Actually, that's probably I think the peak of the designs in this film mm -hmm, is the creature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Tom Noonan is great as Frankenstein, but man, that's like the creature is scary. Is scary. 
Yeah, the, he looks the like full a body, the the scales and everything. Yeah, the the teeth that yeah. he's got mm-hmm. jutting out. No, no he's legit scary looking. So was that your understanding they're gonna try to make a creature from the Black Lagoon remake? They well, they've been talking about they're that. Doing their monster universe type thing. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. I'm. I and I love Tom Cruise actually. I'm a big Tom Cruise fan, but I'm just not feeling that mummy thing I, at all. Uh, I kind of dig it. But oh, yeah? I kind of want this all-purpose cane that Alucard is it's, rocking because it's, it's got jumper cables in it. It's his own little. <laughs> it's got uh, what's a lightning the thing that, uh, rod. The doctor it's got a uses stethoscope. <laughs> it's a. It's his own little um, sonic screwdriver. Right. <laughs> just does everything that well, you need it to be. You're talking about a real doctor. I'm like, what oh. kind of finger mimics were you doing with the real doctor? I still don't need more than this. Look like you're about court low want me to probe his case <laughs> that's about the only thing missing from this no actually we need dr frankenstein as the guy doctor. <laughs> uh. somebody called you on the phone who hoyt hoyt <laughs> hoyt master so tom noonan apparently went all method during the shooting of this film and stayed as frankenstein the entire time and so apparently when like the kids would be like, hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm Sean. He'd be like, who's Tom? And wouldn't break character, which I can kind of see that with Tom Noonan because, I mean, shit, whenever he's in a movie, he owns it. I mean, uh, look at Manhunter when he plays the Tooth Fairy. He's frightening in that. Uh, so imagine someone like that staying in that kind of character the entire time. Two bagels. <laughs> he's, he's greatly underrated for everything that, that he's done. He's horrendously underrated. I mean, he's he's great in this. He's great in Manhunter. He's great in... Uh, House of the Devil. Yeah. Uh, great in uh, Last Action Hero. Oh, oh, my God. That's right. Oh, yeah. It, it, but you're, you're, you're getting the best <laughs> of him, basically, in that film because you get him as the creepy side. Yeah. And then you get him as t- Tom Noonan, the great theatrically trained actor who's soft-spoken. And then, of course, um, recently or uh, several years back in uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong but the the New York one that uh, Charlie Kaufman did. Okay, uh Connectedy. Yeah. Connectedy. Yes. There we go. It, but he was he was great in that. Well, and know? again, he's one of those guys in genre films. Yeah. That's his bread and butter. I when you talk about that, I would love to be one of those guys in genre films though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a t- uh, Ted Raimi showing up, Ooh, you know, yeah. in those kind of films where oh, this is rough to see the artist. Now, does that just in terms of what I also like, it just gives Sean though that that outlet. He needs that outlet. He needs yeah. that escape. He needs to focus on killing the monsters, mm-hmm. both physically and metaphorically. His demons. Yeah, yeah. it's too real for me though. It's too real. <laughs> no, no, that it's, that's that scene. Was it? I've got like. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say actually. Oh shit! You got the PT. You got the thousand yard stare going now. <laughs> Basically. Well, no, no. Punish. Like, no, just just all of a sudden flooding back, being in like. A side room watching oh. Star Trek Next Generation. Trying parents, to just, yeah. Parents arguing in the other room. Well, yeah. I once talked about... Um, I do like this th- this little decodering moment that he has. <laughs> Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And you know what? When I saw that Alucard, I'm like, that's Dracula. You know, when I was little... Because I watched this probably when I was like, I don't know, 10. Of course, yeah. 9, yeah. 10, something like that. Um, so, like... But it's... From Castlevania, I learned that. Yeah. That's Castlevania so. 3. Well, that's what's kind of rad, though, is if you're an old school fan. So if you were the parent taking your kids there, you'd automatically know right. because you know well, to look for it backwards. And because yeah. they did that shit in the Hammer movies, mm-hmm. too. So. so, But this is our introduction to it as kids now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those Robotech, dude, those Robotech those pajamas. Those are pretty rad. Those are the shit. 
Actually, this okay. He's got a uh, Punisher poster, yeah. and then he's got the. Oh, that's a that Kirby. Called? That's like a Kirby. That painting. kid is dope. Well, not only that, but then the monster. The oh, that's a my pet monster. Yeah, yeah. I used to have. Damn it, yeah. Amy, you took it in the. That's the only thing we lost in the divorce was the my pet monster. <laughs> would have gone and gone Kramer versus Kramer for my pet monster. <laughs> would have skinned his knee on the playground. I would have ran him to the hospital. <laughs> That's that happened in Kramer versus Kramer, right? Kid skins his knee at the hot in the playground. Oh, here we go. This is the shot I was talking about. <laughs> that yeah. look at that. And then he reaches out. That's messed oh. up. Yeah. That to <laughs> me, <laughs> and that's Greg's response, right? Damn there. right. That's still my response. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, good uh. lord. You know what I I love about you? You're not gonna look at those monster magazines, right? Is, and the funny thing, he's in the club. He's like, yeah, I heard about your club. It sounds cool. I'm they have, down. They have a farm system that they just, you know, they're bringing up these youngsters up right. there. It's like, uh, we're going to have you uh, watch The Gate. Uh, then we're going to do Something Wicked This Way Comes. And Serbian film. We're got, we, got, we got this. That's not on advanced studies. Oh. Now, now I just need... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep this very light without going into detail if you haven't seen the Serbian film. Oh, Jesus don't, Christ. Don't. But, don't. Uh, if you haven't seen it, All I'm going to say is I need a shot of that kid standing in front of a TV while we've got the shot of the other kid standing in front and watching a TV. Just, yeah. <laughs> just going, no, covering his eyes. No, no, no. Just, just a horrible, like, never-ending mirror of people oh, watching Jesus, terrible yeah. things. Uh-huh. <laughs> Turns into a martyr's kind of thing. So, interestingly enough, and I, God, I got to say interestingly enough, but this movie influenced us so much as kids that when I was growing up in Stanley, Kansas, um, I had behind my house, there was this John Deere lot. Uh, so tractors all over, but there was an abandoned house in the middle of the lot, and they just let it stand there for some reason. It was a gateway to the marrow. It could have been, actually, because my friends and all of us were convinced that it was a portal to hell. So, and very much a Monster Squad-esque kind of thing, we took a Bible, and we went out there, and I started reading passages from the Bible to try to exercise this house, and my buddy Chris was going, dude, I can see a demon in the door, man, it's working, it's crying blood, dude, it's working. And so I'm like going through like the book of revelations and shit. I'm trying to remember like Iron Maiden lyrics that might help. And we would do stupid shit like that, convinced we were exercising this house. Now, now I, technically, Greg, if you're reading from the book of revelations or doing Iron Maiden lyrics, that's isn't there a chance might be, the demons. Yeah, it might be bringing it Oh, it come out. on now. The, no, the number of the beast. Uh, Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. That's straight from the Bible, man. But see, that's not helpful, though. No, but it's pretty metal. Here's the thing. I just pictured you heading towards the the abandoned scary shack with the thing, and I just heard, doom, doom. It's right to there, to the old go. scary house, scary house. Is it old? But while I declare, ghost Beauregard, <laughs> you shall be blush and bashful. Blah! <laughs> I will say he is actually rocking the frilly look there pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always wanted a secret passageway, man. Something. Well, you have. You know what? Maybe we can incorporate that with the satyr up there somehow. Ooh, old Chief Wooden, Greg. Mm-hmm. We could probably make that work. Oh, you know what? Actually, right above you guys is where I'm hoping maybe I could install like a pole so it could do like a Pee Wee's or Batman ah! slide down. Yes. It would be pretty rad. Now, this is kind of a bummer, though. You're locking up your old pal. Right. Well, well, he come on. what he can do. He doesn't want him to wander around after dark. So they've been all asleep for about 200, 400 years, correct? They need to stretch out a little. 
Yeah. Acclimate. Come on now. Right. He needs to watch some TV. Even the water he's got, wolf. He's got company. He's got three rats on the door. Three. Fuck all that. Now. I was going to say, how are you feeling about that, I genius? I don't like that at all. You can keep that company. <laughs> Put me back in the box. <laughs> what were you watching? We were, oh, it's going to come out on our 77 episode The uh, when you had your eating alive. Eat alive. Yeah. Incident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make sure you check out the 1977 episode because it gets dirty. Yes, it gets really. It's, you guys ready to get weird? It's very much so. Oh, 77, 87, 97, 2017. We've actually seen some really good films as well. Mm-hmm. Um, saw so, Raw recently, which. Ooh, that's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. So look, Dracula is straight up telling Frankenstein, you got to kill these kids. Mm-hmm. Dracula ain't playing. And Frankenstein would. Yeah. yeah. Had he not have that little moment with Phoebe, which actually, of course, parodies the original Frankenstein. Well, and Phoebe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I, I'm glad. It, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we were all waiting. I'm, yeah. I'm glad it didn't go that way. Um, but Phoebe's the one that makes friends with Frankenstein and scary German guy. She's yeah. the one that. Yeah, she's she, the bravest one of the Monster Squad. She is the nucleus right. of the Monster Squad. Without her, they'd be fucked. Right. They would. And she's also the virgin. Yeah. Is she a virgin? Is she? Oh, that's so great. What would a... Oh, God. Hold on. My mind went Serbian film. Oh, no. Stop. Stop. (laughs) No. It's a German guy. Back to my... Here's the monster. Here's the the scene we were talking about, Frankenstein, when he's bloop. (laughs) And not the Serbian bloop, but the regular bloop. So, if your mind needs to go anywhere right now, I can go to young Frankenstein. <laughs> and then he's like, your time is almost up. <laughs> Ach. Your last chance for pie. <laughs> and it's, okay, okay. Did, did we miss the mo- moment Speaking here? Of where, where he should oh, be Jesus. serving German chocolate cake? Right? Right. Totally. Because why not? Why and not? And this is Shane Black we're talking about. A man knows his puns. Right. That's totally a missed opportunity and there. And Horace is like, hell yeah, I want some pie. I'll take some pie too. <laughs> Shit. One of those kid. kids needs to ask to get one of those Pepsis to go and give it to the nearest cop. Oh, God. Wow. No, Dracula. Or Dracula? Dracula? That's going to that's pacify Dracula? Give me that Pepsi, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I'm not going to, I think I had Fat Kid's exact same outfit, actually. <laughs> like, that, he's totally rocking a fat guy party shirt. Like, he's yeah, adva- he's he'll a advance to a Hawaiian right. shirt eventually in college. Fat Kid is awesome. Horace is rad. Horace is rad. Horse. Or, or Horace is a really big Magnum P.I. fan. <laughs> well, I, I, I he like just the, couldn't get the exact color because they live in a smaller town. Yeah, it's his so, metabolism. It won't oh, let him do the, the Tom Selleck. So he's translating the book, right? What else is in this book? And the Van Helsing book, he got that at the. Um, it was a uh, it was an estate sale. Yeah. In this. In this. Thanks. He's gonna do well on his SATs. Come on now. A wuzzle is to mix. <laughs> He's got high verbals. Now there's I I can only imagine what goes on there. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it may be like a Dennis Reynolds uh, erotic adventures. Only it's no. Van Helsing's <laughs> erotic adventures. I plunge the steak into her heart just like I did. Now, okay, I, I, I don't want to so, know what happens to the virgin after she after decides. she. That's right. Well, that's where you get the three sisters in there as there well. You, you know, come on now. Yeah. 
You gotta have fun. I do dig the three sisters. Oh, I yeah. like any vampire story that incorporates the three sisters. It is pretty great. It is pretty great. Um, so let me throw let me throw this out at you. Uh, Shockwaves, the podcast, great podcast. Uh, they recently actually had uh, uh, scary German guy Andre. Uh, no, Sean and Rudy on because oh. they actually have their own podcast, which is kind of great. Oh. Um, but they put together their own monster squad with heroes or protagonists from Ooh. other films and monsters and things from other films. I want you to think about that, and we're going to come back to this. Put together three or four protagonists and three and four monsters in terms of, you know, your most epic battle, if you will. Okay. Okay. Ruminate on that one, if you will. And then ultimately, we will have to destroy them with an amulet because, you know, come on now. Only the monsters. Only, yeah, of course. Only the, well, yeah, that's true. God, that's so. uh, You don't don't want to sacrifice any heroes. No, but sometimes you have to have that. Collateral damage. Yeah, that happens. And let's face it, you are always going to have an audience favorite. They're going to Joss Whedon him, Mm -hmm. you know, and kill him. And then you're going to like, why the hell do I keep watching this stuff when they torture me? It's like the same thing with Walking Dead, right? Yeah. I stopped. Well, I don't know. I like it. I thought it got better. So. Who stopped the forces of evil the last couple of hundred years? I mean, no, no, that's what they're saying. It's the yeah. last date that he has was exactly a hundred. One years. right, years but then ago. before that, a hundred years ago, before Van Helsing, it was Stan Van other, Helsing. Yeah. Stan Helsing. Yeah, it, it was. It was probably just nothing but Van Helsing. That's probably all. It's that the long lineage. Is, is yeah. Just. The, well, the entry for that one date every hundred years. Well, and I was also a kind of maybe thinking like down the line they would like say one of these kids is like a descendant of a right, Van Helsing, yeah. right. but that never happened unfortunately. No. And then you get, although I will say the the thumbs up at the end, equal parts cheesy, grand, and just fantastic. Especially like, did Van Helsing know what you know yeah, thumbs up yeah. were back this in the is day? Pretty, this is th- this big moment coming. I up ha- right oh here. yes. This is where you get real world shit right here. Where if you're a kid, that means nothing, nothing to you. Yeah. But, but man, is, when you see it again, uh-huh. holy says, shit. You know a lot about monsters. Yes, I do. Like we say, the most evilest monster there is is yeah, man. It's man. Yeah. So at the same time, it makes you wonder what he's like because everybody's calling him the scary German guy. So it makes you wonder, is he involved with anybody in the town? Like, does he go out mm-hmm. and talk to anybody? How do they come to this conclusion about him? Or is it just that he's the old he's, guy he, who's in the house? He's so probably people, just a more of a shut-in. Yeah, he's probably yeah. just in, in a little, little dilapidated house. Yeah, that's just, it. You know, he probably goes to church. Good Lord. I mean, there but for the grace of God, 40 years from now, I could be the scary guy because I've got <laughs> the scary satyr on the front, you know. They sure. could, and I don't get out all that often, so I might become the, the you know, an inversion. That's great. <laughs> I don't. No, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and yeah, this is where ultimately we deviate from the original Frankenstein, where the little girl goes drip, 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 to the fact we get Phoebe r- just kicking ass. So, G- Genius, you mentioned before, or off air, I should say, off mic, uh, you actually got to meet her, correct? Yeah, so Ashley Blake Banks. She is fantastic i was she's so cute and she's still adorable she uh <coughs> she's just this like little bubbly happy she's funny she's really funny yeah um and and she loves it she loves talking about it she does the conventions of the circus she's still cool with uh tom noonan and stan shaw and all the monsters they all travel some <laughs> of the circuit together <laughs> Now, can you imagine if, okay, so let's say me and you, we do our, we do our podcast, you do a podcast too, and we actually come like, in contact. I'm a real monster and I want to come on the show, 
right? We would probably have the same reaction. Initially, absolutely, because reality is, yo, that's a monster. It's going to eat us. It's going to kill us. Unfortunately, in this case, fortunately, don't be a chicken shit. He's friends with us. Technically, he's just standing there, too, so I'd kind of stand there and give it a moment to see what he does. (laughs) Then if he's like, hi, how are you? See if he does rip her apart. sure. Phoebe, snap. <laughs> okay, things have just changed now. Yeah. Call you George. Right? Pet you. It's a walking dead guy, man. Tell me about the rabbits, Phoebe. Uh, she's carrying it on her. She's carrying it on her, too. And he's there like, we go. But then when the, re- the realization, though, that like, yo, this is a Frankenstein monster and he's <laughs> kind of cool with us. Yeah. Holy shit. That's when the elation kicks in, like. Although I will admit, I would probably be, <laughs> I'd probably be more the horse though in the trash can, zoinks. <laughs> and you know what, Frankenstein has a sad moment too. All these little minor characters have sad moments. You saw a scary German guy with the concentration camp mm-hmm. numbers, and then you see uh, Frankenstein. Oh, he's got the rabbit now. Yeah, so, yeah we're we about go. the rabbit. <laughs> but you see him about. Uh, she's so adorable. She is adorable. But you see him about. <laughs> she's like she seriously. She's like shorty. She's uh, and I like the little kid that saw the mummy in the oh. bag just freaking out. <laughs> yeah. But, also, uh, the Fulci zombie poster in the background. That is pretty Beautiful. dope. Monster Squad is legit. But when he looks at the Frankenstein mask and he goes, me, oh, I was yeah. like, oh, that is so sad. That is a little pathos for Frankenstein there. Yeah. <laughs> Bogus. <going> Bogus. <laughs> he needs to like tour with Station from uh, Bill and Ted. Bogus <laughs> Journey. Stasha. Or fucking uh, uh, Link from Son-in-Law. Or no, Encino Man. <laughs> Teaching him all the same things. Wee's on your juice, buddy. <laughs> is it? It's kind of a guilty pleasure, Aww. I think. Of an, See, uh, this is so sad. That is rough. Now that being said, how many of you rocked those nasty, gnarly yeah. plastic masks back in Halloween? Mm-hmm. And you basically, oh, oh God, man. look at that. But oh, oh, that's that is genuinely sad. It is this no. Halloween so three, right here. Right. Tell it's, me that you your, don't get that Dean Cundy. Basically, it is yeah, the Amblin shot. shot. Yeah. I was gonna say Dean Cundy, but it's totally Amblin with the dog. And Jesus Christ! Music and mm-hmm. and then back to the scary mansion. But it is previously on Dark Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> You're joining us now in season seventeen. Jesus Christ, Dark Shadows. Did you ever go see that one? That was bunk. Okay. No, because I hadn't watched the like twenty five years worth of television did he domesticate the wolfman isn't the wolfman supposed to be a crazy animal but, but he's here under he his is power because he's the he's the, he the king of the monsters because he's he's like he's, 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 he's very gentle right he's the king of the universal mon- well you know it's probably when they woke up and it's like because i was when i was saying there's where's been the werewolf for the past hundred years right right probably it's like now it's time to rise my friend right and like like he did with frankenstein and the mummy so like he brought the curse on, so it's his curse. It's his werewolf. It's his pet monster. It's his barbecue. His rules. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just he was just he's just so passive there, and I'm just like, no, it's a werewolf, man. A werewolf is just supposed to be pure id, just you know, pure beast. The creatures of the night shall rule the world. Wonderful, so wow. nice. Rare. <laughs> All of this because somebody's crazy grandpa didn't fill in the family on hey. This is this is our line of family. Fantastic Four poster in the corner there too, gang. Oh shit! Now okay, 
And now you got the montage. Yes, you yes. got the great montage with a fantastic song. With the cat lady teacher. Mm-hmm. Which, actually, I have the 45 of. Uh, Mondo put out this really Ooh. cool 45. Oh, yeah, with it's, the... I've got Gary Pullen's Frankenstein right nice. there staring us right there, man. And it's got then the Monster Squad rap at the end, on the other flip side of it. Nice. Dude, it's perfect. I've always wanted to make silver bullets and, and like <laughs> vampire hunting shit and shop. But after my like, <laughs> clock debacle. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, they put you on a special list, yeah. unfortunately. No, but what I was going to say, it, kind of what sets us in motion is whatever family had this estate it's sale. poster. And just let their house fall to shambles because... Whatever grandparent or dad decided <laughs> not know to know in the Van Helsing lane, right? Yeah, to be like, yeah, we we originally came from Transylvania years ago. We settled up here in this town. Okay, Chekhov's letter. And do kids still wear uh, Confederate soldier, soldier hats? He's <laughs> it's his grandpa's. Okay, he came from a different time. <laughs> his grandpa owned the house. He owned yeah, no shit. <laughs> I a, declare it, it's all this dad's fault who goes about the monster club but doesn't give a shit about monsters or right. think they're real it's ultimately all, it's all actually on his shoulders at this point now that poor kid and did any of you ever write a letter to the army in crayon by any chance no, no. okay good neither did i i wrote a letter to uh the robots from mystery science theater though did they write back no Damn, really? Yeah. That's it a shame. It takes a long time to get so, things in space. I've told it on the podcast before. It bears repeating here. I tried to make silver bullets before. My dad was a big hunter, and he had a lot of live rounds. <laughs> yeah. So I took a little small bullet. <laughs> just like... Uh, just tiny, just like you would put in like maybe a Luger or something, and I just dipped it in silver paint. But the problem was <laughs> I I dropped the into the paint, and I couldn't get it out. And yeah. so rather than just throwing away the paint, my dad knew everything. I just screwed the cap on and let it just stay in there. And finally, it was like... Greg, uh, you ever put a bullet in uh, any silver paint? I'm like, no, Dad. Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, I think he knew. Werewolf, son. <laughs> Werewolf. That's all you need to say. Okay, so Rudy was worried about getting caught making the silver bullets. Which, but he'll. But but technically, he was participating in class. But he they showed the shot that he had the the open pack of cigarettes just out on the counter. It's like the 80s. That's that. That's this is the 80s. Worry about more. Well, yeah, but. I mean, you got to worry about that more than than the little silver bullets, because you could just say that you're making pellets of some kind. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> I want to see the picture of the naked girl next door. <laughs> They'll make you jump, jump. Oh, that's right. He's got him all doped up. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Well, it's in the yeah the in because the thing. human doesn't like Dracula, but right. but the werewolf does, and that's always the tragic thing with the werewolf is yeah. the human part of you is still conscious of everything. You're like, no, I don't want to do these things. Like in a uh, Buffy, when uh, they have Oz always chaining him, uh, locking himself up. Mm-hmm. Which did you guys see all the stuff on the 20th anniversary of Buffy? Uh-uh. Uh, uh, let me. Are you a Buffy fan, genius? I am. Okay, okay, I am. Adrian, are you a Buffy fan? I didn't finish it. Didn't? Okay. I, was, I, I, was, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to finish it. When they when they started doing all the really long re, uh, replays. <laughs> Hold on. It's Count Cosgula. Okay. I digress. It's actually pretty pretty. And actually, he is kind of a Cosby because look what he tried to do this right? guy. <laughs> right? Come on. Exactly. Blah. all bloody blah. He's offering everybody rather strong drinks. Yes. Yeah. Right? Right? <laughs> I love that. I love the detail of the, of the guys putting in the new window. <laughs> Just waiting for some other shenanigans to happen in a police station. And in, in the Black and Decker universe, it just might. 
Here's your new partner for the monster case, for the missing mummy case. I'm too old for this shit. Right? That would be an interesting <laughs> thing right there. That's a... Riggs and Dracula. <laughs> Very little weapon. Or, or wouldn't it nowadays be uh, Riggs and uh, Wolf Cop? And Wolf... Yes. Wolf Cop. Wolf, Wolf Cop. Boosh. That'll ever haunt you, my friend. 666 Shadow Brook Lane. That is up there with 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Yeah, or 666 Park Avenue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sadly, didn't do so well. This little cut right here. I love yeah, that. That is cool. It's perfect. It's old school. It's just a cool little camera just trick. A little just a magic. cut. Just yep. a little cut. The and pu- that's the pulsing. Yeah. The pu- the pu- yeah. That's Stan the Winston. stuff that always bothered me. Uh, Stan Winston, just in he terms just of what he did for this. this you want to talk about the Hall of Fame, the yeah. the greatest oh, yeah. of all time, the Mount Rushmore of special effects. Oh, Stan Winston is right up there. Yes, he is. He's... Between this, Pumpkinhead, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. just every uh, the Terminator, it, yeah. Iron and, Man. And I'm so glad that before the end, years before, but that he had the studio set up yeah. to, oh, to yeah. teach future generations. So you have... His memory lives on with all these new people who were either under his tutelage or teaching people what he passed yeah. on. How to make good old school special effects. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Which is a dying art now. Well, no, you know, I'll, I'll admit, though, I think there is such a reverence for it now that we are seeing more people try to. A renaissance? The mel- well, they're melding the practical and the CG. Because with the CG, it gets lets you do a lot of things practically. Ah. Because you can. <laughs> this poor kid is looking at all. Gets all the monster action. He gets the money shot for every goddamn monster. Right? Scary. And, 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 yeah, nobody sees it or believes him. No, of course not. It's insane. And he's the, well. Maybe it's it's because his. You know what? It's his little, comeuppance little for his grandfather's seen. sins. You know, <laughs> unfortunately, the I sins. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, Dracula, I don't give it a <laughs> now, <laughs> now, if only she was rocking a side pony. Well, it's actually a little on the side, side there. That's uh, maybe the monsters got them. <laughs> what kind of shirt? What is what is the design on his shirt there? I, I'm trying to identify that. Is that a goddamn? That's watches. No, no, no. That's kind of wonderful, actually. That's all sorts. Almost looks like a little rat fink. He's not, say, it's not quite big, fat party animal, but... No, it's in training. It's in training. Yeah. He's more... <laughs> How do you... Have, yeah, that yeah. is we were talking about the virgin contract in the old serfdom, uh, Middle Eastern time, or in the Middle Eastern, Middle, Age, Middle Ages time. <laughs> But we didn't talk about yeah. How do you say like um? We need to save the world. Are you a are you a virgin? Well, you know what? Unfortunately, have you ever been dork? That's what that. Never mind. That's, that's how you ask that's it. Exactly that's exactly. Right. It was Excuse a me. census question. Yeah. How many people live in your abode? Yes. Okay. Have you ever been dorked? <laughs> have any of the people who live in this house been, been dorked? Been dorked. <laughs> are any of these people who have not been dorked under the age of 18? <laughs> do you plan on doing any dorking of any time soon in the future? But how often do you dork? <laughs> Thank but you what, for your time. What's your, your average number of dorking events? <laughs> Why, my family's a dork-free home. Why, thank you. That is all we need to know. Thank you. Uh, I guess that's better than a, uh, a census question where they ask uh, how many shuntings have you been in the last Oh, Jesus year? Christ. Have you heard the dork news? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Scary has real Instead of the watchtower, it's the dork tower. Right? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Stephen King's the dork tower. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would be kind of freaked out, too, knowing that, like, there are real monsters and the master wants children yes. dead. Yes, it's at this point, I think, that truly the stakes start to raise in terms of the danger on the kids. Because right now it was all fun and games. It's and been like, shenanigans. It's been right. on the periphery. But now Dracula is towards the end game and now he doesn't care. No, yeah. at this point, no. <laughs> Math squad. Ah, oh, fat kid. I love you, horse. Nature squad. Nature squad. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's at this point when everything is, as Michael Bay would say, you know, or in, 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 infer shit's about to get real here. Dracula, this Dracula loves dynamite. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he dynamites this. The last time I had this much fun was in 1812. <laughs> You'd think he would be a bigger fan of good times at this point, but no, he actually, he blows up like the Monster Squad clubhouse. The He kills, uh... Uh, what's his name? Sal. Yeah. Um, he uh, he blows up this. It's insane. It's insane. And now also, what's weird is they brought the happy Dracula. Yeah, they brought the dog though. Well, like, what did you bring your hand? Yeah, well, no, because it's it's harkening back to um, Scooby Doo. No. Oh, the, the, oh, the uh, little little, uh, rascals. little rascals. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you're very because good. When they, when they all put their hands on top of each other, and the, the dog, dog yeah. whose right. name is Pete. Yep. He puts his hand on there. Yeah. yeah. Old Petey the dog. Little something for the uh, the adults in the audience at the time that probably grew up with that when they're probably going they're just ripping these guys off. <laughs> well, and then also fairness, if you're gonna go fight monsters, wouldn't you want to bring your dog? Yeah, probably, probably. Right. Although I don't know, Lola, I think would probably again throw me in front of everything and the danger. But then you know when to run quicker too. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> if the dog's like, nope, then you're like, all right, bye. We're out of here. It's the canary in the coal mine. Right. Dogs can sense evil. Poor Frankenstein. He really goes through the ringer in this film, man. He won't wake up. Poor <laughs> <laughs> eh, I don't know. I, he gets what's coming to him. Well, no. I mean, he's... he's Although he is he's the sc- one... He's scared continually, and then the one monster that's actually nice to him instantly gets knocked out. <laughs> I think I'm cursed. <laughs> My poor grandpa. My mommy used to bring me to this house. <laughs> Oh God, no! There's there's a filming room in the other corner. I no. declare! I declare! Don't don't go there! Don't go there! Oh. Now, if anything, this film is known for it's it's the Nards, right? Mm-hmm. Say it together, y'all! Wolfman's Wolf got, got Nards. Nards. Tagline for the film: What sets it apart with the humor? Because. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's no one has ever <laughs> kicked a monster in the nuts. Yeah. And then exclaim that. Yeah, you, well, yes, well, it does work. It's so, well, I, there, there you go. There's the three, three sisters. There's your girls there, genius. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, no, um, I wonder if that really did work. Like, let's say we're let's say we're coming back from the Alamo or okay. something, right? We're walking okay. down the alley. Raw. Could we kick a wolfman in the nards, and that would give us enough time to run? Depends on if it's actually on all fours or on all twos, because you could go around from behind. You could distract it. I would sneak up. <laughs> Boom. Boot to the tank. I love, I love that. Haven't you read the Hardy Boys? The Hardy There's Boys. Always a secret level. The, the only, and they're hundred percent right. Like, yep. Yeah. Boom. The the only thing that I dislike about that that scene. <laughs> is when they turn away from the three sisters and they've got Dracula on the other side, he should be floating down those stairs. Yeah. To give it instead he's just 
casually taking one step at a time. If, if he accidentally doom. has a little doom. trip, you know, it's going to ruin any menace he has. It, oh, holiday. fuck, my, my campus is the long block. It's all about pacing, man. Maybe the monsters got him. <laughs> there is something to be said, though, about the, uh, the, uh, the 80s aesthetic with the ladies. <laughs> wow, heavens, I didn't know this was the dungery. Is this is this what you're actually shooting for the uh, the rungeon for to the look rungeon? like? Perhaps as long as I can get a fat ass jewel like that, a big old too. amulet. Yep. That's now, like something flavor flavored rock. <laughs> That's a big amulet. It is. It's a pretty big rock there, man. I love how there's all that garlic yep. and it's Dracula defense. Come uh-huh. on now. Any anyone worth their salt or garlic or what have you, you know, knows that's how you're, you're gonna put it up there. Now wheelbarrows of garlic. Yeah. This is also probably where you should have warned people at the beginning that if they have any light sensitivity or, you know, <laughs> yeah. are prone to seizures. That We're not responsible if you do, yeah, start any, seizing anytime here. Anytime the amulet is seen, you should probably look, look away. away. I don't know what its original life source is because is, it looks like this is one of my all-time favorite things. Of course, Fat Kid has leftover pizza in his fucking pocket. And it's got enough garlic on it that it works on. That's wonderful. That to me is exactly. so Shane Black. Uh-huh. It's just drenched in garlic too. And the like thing. he ordered it from Papa John's and just slapped that sauce on there. And it works. That took its toll too. Yeah, right? that's, that knocked the wind out of Dracula. <laughs> well, he wasn't expecting. He wasn't expecting. Number one, I guarantee. Not by pizza, blue. And not by kids, man. <laughs> Van Helsing boy, RD. <laughs> but but which is he more worried about? Any scarring or or possible infection? Something, no, something getting in his pores, all oh, the pizza grease, and just throwing it. But having having Dracula with with a black and I'm white. Going to be looking like Edward James almost. <laughs> Count almost. <laughs> Here it is, guys. This is legit, man. And this is also their little moment. Like this is happening. Yeah, we're the only ones that can do this. Mm-hmm. That intro. I do like the fact that they really keep the adults away from the kids for the most part, except for scary German guy in terms of giving. So it's mostly generally them. Oh, kid's got mags in his wheels, y'all. Guarantee he does some sweet endos on that thing. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, I was I was a freestyling freak back in the day. I love it. Oh. <laughs> his his actually his laughter here is quite a Chris. <laughs> that's great this is actually a sweet ride that the scary German guy has it's German made this is you know what this mummy is kind of terrifying when he's all up in your face when he's grabbing on from behind yeah <laughs> that was dirty wasn't it mm-hmm. and especially with the little Phoebe right there and this is actually where Rudy starts to kind of like he ultimately whoops so much ass yeah. in this film yeah no he's he's, he's definitely the heavy he, yeah he is the heavy man he's the muscle although the dog well, the dog I, is yeah. helping out the dog's the one with the idea it's L- teamwork Pete. this, yeah, this it's film is work. all squad work it's, yeah it's, it's incredible squad work. good squad work this is one of those films maybe you could do on a team building exercise day yeah, you right? know watch the monster squad and damn dude's gotta be like Hawkeye level precise <laughs> yeah, though yeah he is maybe that's all that time in gym class did help now, actually, the reaction of the mummy is great. Ooh. Oh shit! <laughs> I, there's almost I would almost like a double take. The mummy, do- oh, oh, a spit take. Scarabs <laughs> shoot out of his ass. <laughs> Dust like Ashy Larry. <laughs> <laughs> See mummy over there rolling dice and shit. Right. Speaking of, 
The yeah. day we're recording, let's just, you know, rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Darkness. Cold-blooded. And you know, just, uh, I'm going to take a little sip here. Yep. Just for, for Charlie. For Charlie. That is a sweet fucking ride, though. I, the horde ornament. The also, the Kitty Pride little phasings, mm-hmm. you know, addition. <laughs> Before I got the my car, I really, like, really wanted it. I've always wanted a hearse like that, just to drive around in it. I can understand that. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> that's freaky. That's that kind of poultry. That's really weird shit. Like. <laughs> Dracula does not care. Fuck your fence. <laughs> right? Mayhem happens. Blah! Jesus Christ. And you then can... he rips that thing. I, I thought... He is absolutely out of fucks to give at this point. He's, he's like... pissed. If this was back in the day, I was sweeping the blob, but no, I'm not Jerry Dandridge. No. <laughs> Don't knock Jerry Dandridge in this podcast, I'm my not, friend. I'm saying yeah, he's taking a different technique. At least Jerry Danridge would love like wine and dine. He's Fuck like, I'm just going to blow your clubhouse up. Meeting a jund. That's a He's good old fashioned. He's got quips. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's a pretty hip and happening Dracula, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, but he does. He takes no shit. Mm-mm. And he is all about that. Boom goes the dynamite. He is. Look at him. Oh, yeah. You oh, come to mess me. with me? <laughs> <laughs> Boy. That's pretty rad, too. Spontaneous. This is rough, man. Because that dude's cool, too. Yeah, it was. That's a hell of a good in, in-camera in explosion, too, actually. Didn't even blink or nothing. Nope. Oh, that's sad. That's so sad. Is now, now, technically, is that our first major casualty yeah. of the film? Because they didn't kill the guys in the airplane. This is mm. our only casualty. That was our only casualty That really so is, far. isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, technically... Well, unless you count some of the villagers at the very, very beginning. That's true. That's true. But we don't necessarily see them die. They just get sucked exactly. in the portal, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, they I'll, I'll could be on whatever the other side. I'll pose I the like question. This shadow play, though. Yeah. That's all. And then her reaction nice. just, Jesus Christ, like that's fucked up. That would, I mean, that would mess you right. up if now you saw that like, happen. Yeah, maybe we should have listened to our kids, kids. about monsters or kill, trying to kill us. Mm-hmm. Because they just killed somebody in our driveway. <laughs> so, is this a good? Uh, transition horror film for kids or is this one that you have like example superman 3 scares the shit out of me for that one scene <laughs> movies like that that you introduce them to and then this is like the first horror film i think i i go for it dude go for it I, I, okay i was i was gonna say that this is the the in-between age like i want to say like 11 12 okay just because once they hit like 13 14 they're going to find ways they'll seek to, it to, out to rent like the R rated. Right. Well, and of course now in today's day and age, it's in their phone. You yeah, know, they right. don't really have to really do all the work so, we did. So if you, if you get them, especially since we're, we're in a time where if you turn on any TV, um, the, there's so much that they can get away with before I came oh, over that's earlier today. My, my wife happened to be watching, um, Harry Potter. Um, I think it was part one of seven. It was, mm-hmm. on, it was on Freeform, and they had a commercial for a, a TV show, and it's at, at like 5.45, and they said bitch in the commercial. And I was like, 
Okay. Wow. This is the point that we are in on television that in commercials on TV, they can even say bitch. Mm. So, so and that's, different. That, that was one of those that growing up was still one of those that, oh, we're going to say that because it's because it's a bad word. I'm in so, the goddamn club, aren't I? That's all right. Great line. Great line. And the Thurry sisters. There they uh, are. Rudy. This is Rudy's moment. Let's ha- let's have Rudy gets a lot of moments, man. Rudy gets this all the he's moments. The, he's the heavy, dude. He really is, and he's a, his, 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 the bow is technically his weapon of choice because yeah. he does take the mummy out. He takes the ladies out. Now the wolf. Now wolf. Now we'll get to there. <laughs> Come and get it. All the while smoking, because you know, yeah. you're you want your hero to smoke because it looks cool yeah. when a you're little, killing yeah. a little mini ash in him with his. his okay, skanks. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hail to the prince, baby. Hail to the rooster. That's. No, but- to, I, this is great. That, that's mouth. cool. Yeah. Um, no, I think this is a good horror film to introduce kids to, even at a younger age, because it's still relatively it's bloodless. Yeah, there's some foul words in there, mm-hmm. but like the monsters are still scary. They're still trying to get you. It's not like, oh, here I'm Dracula. I'm going to eat all your vegetables. You know, it's like, there's still genuine terror and yeah, menace and it's there. It's just a good movie. And if they get scared, then you know, okay, maybe we shouldn't show them Serbian films. <laughs> so, so you're gonna go. I, I'm pretty sure there should be maybe an in between, right? There between <laughs> and at this squad and Serbian film. At this point, also, I think the government is probably gonna make sure you have no access to children anytime <laughs> ever. Now, it's like now this, now this is scary. Yeah, that's the, like your almost fright night yeah. level esque uh, transformation right there. It's especially being followed up by this. Yes, mm-hmm. son of a bitch. Uh, which this is an interesting thing that happens here what happens when you blow something up limb from limb but it's right. not the official way you kill it which they technically answer in this one yep oh uh, shit did I miss the roundhouse he gave him when he does the little thing like that you looked right in the oh right in the crotch man that's yep. the worst right that's, in the wolf door boom oh. right in the wolf door wolf door wolf nards have gone this way and that way right Hither and thither. Nice bonding moment with father and son. You know what? They were they were having the moment. I like the fact that they had the moment watching the film, mm-hmm. having fun, and then boom. You know what? We get to actually employ these things that we watch all this the time. This is stark glory too, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, it's Stan Winston, man. You know he's gonna he's gonna do it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would understand that if you're upset if people like German scary German dudes yelling at you to read something, that would be terrifying. But also. You would kind of think like, okay, there's monsters and shit about to come and eat us. I need to focus. Sure. Oh, yeah. That's. I don't think I'd perform really well under that kind of pressure, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> little little hug in the dance. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little Matrix moment. I know German. Right. <laughs> Look at that. It's so rad. That is cool. And I like just the... Perfect. Mm-hmm. So it works so well. And it answers the question. Well, shit, you got to take him down with a silver bullet. Only way. Which makes me wonder, you do the same thing to Dracula. Would that happen? <laughs> if you blow him up? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe if well, you yeah, infused cause, cause it he... with uh, garlic, though. What if you put garlic in the uh, the dynamite? But it just maybe. wounds him. It just kills him. I think you would probably. Because yeah. that's even what they showed when, when he's crash landed in there. He is hurt for a moment. That's he true. He needs that moment to, Re- to put yeah. himself back Rejuvenate. Just yeah. like him. And then, and then he's good to go. Just like Wolfman. He needed time to pull himself together. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we'll let you keep that one. That was that was that was good. That was good. <laughs> there was that one time with Steve, but that didn't count. 
<laughs> my, my buddy, I had a buddy named Steve that always hated this part of the movie. He's like, that's bullshit. <laughs> It's like it's not you, Steve. It's okay. Well, it's it's, okay. it's TV, it could, Steve. It, it could be worse. You you could be seeing uh, the first Ted movie that uh, Seth MacFarlane did, and there's a scene where Flash comes out of the bathroom, and then he said, "We're gonna party like like it's 1980," and they said, "Oh, what do we do then?" And he goes, "Bang lots of chicks named Stephanie." Well, I happen to be watching the movie, unfortunately, in the theater with my mom. Oh no, whose is name she? is Stephanie. Oh Jesus Christ! And she slapped me on the shoulder when it came to that part because I had already seen the movie and completely forgot about that when I took her to see it. And I'm like, oh, that's rough. Thank okay, you. so that thank you is yeah, he sells I, it. He sells it. I mean, because it's can genuine. You, can you imagine being cursed with the werewolf? Thing, you and know? you can't take no. Ah, oh, yes. oh, here we go. Look at that. That's so scary. He's so. And he it crushes people, cool man. Yeah, he kills more than the she rest of them. Again. I like her little churn and the way the like, wind's hitting, what? man. It's so perfect. <laughs> crushes the head. I love that. That's such a great old school move. Come on. Also, the fact that he's rocking yeah. a seriously sweet shotgun here, you know. And here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his Dudley Boy pants on, um, <laughs> but, but <coughs> those so jerks creepy. in the in the in he's the he's got more stones than any of the bullies. Of course, that's let me in. He gets to whoop. He gets to show how badass he is. He had this is his arc right here, man. And as it's it's kind of badass because also fish eyes, oh, yeah, man, it looks so. Oh, it's me too. He didn't, he didn't get knocked back very hard yeah from the blast of the shotgun so. and also i mean technically i guess that means you can kill the creature with pretty much anything well, yeah i they, love they here we go scared sensitive. scared wait for it wait for it composure <laughs> is horse the cocking man that's so yes. awesome that's the moment in the theater that gets everyone uh -huh. is yes. on their feet man because the escalation of this last scene is actually so well handled mm -hmm. in terms of all the interaction with the monsters. They each have their moment. They each get dispatched, all building to Dracula. And in terms of what's going on here, she looks so fucking scared, scared. right now. And then with his approach, yeah. the way he's dispatching people, again, there's... <laughs> mm -hmm. that, was, that was kind of a great little bitch slap there. It was. There's a Captain Chaos just fool. <laughs> Puts him in a headlock Snap. and snaps his neck. Just no. Dracula is just Cold taking blooded. these people out. Well, he's he's a man he's on a mission. He's not eating them or biting them. Oh, no. no, nope. Dude, Carrie von Eric, man, with a claw right there. Eyes in grief. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also rocking his little amulet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Scary German guy standing. <sighs> yeah. Ever the here now? What is this power here? I was kind of curious. Is this like the Superman cellophane yeah, S that he throws and so. shit in Superman Part Two? It's like that's not canon. This part. This is this is where this is messed up. This is truly messed up. This is that moment that really separates the wheat from the chaff, if you will. Yeah. Because in ooh, that's creepy. That was <laughs> don't, the little don't, eyebrow he does. Yeah. He's the way they shoot this too. That little girl. Oh. Wait for it. And then the. <sighs> so apparently they said they didn't let Phoebe see her, see him, 
And so when he did that reveal like that and that scream, that was her legit like Jesus, ah! which is kind of cruel and unusual. Bold guess. And then actually, this impalement's pretty oh, great there that too. That is rad with the smoke coming mm, through. Love it when the smoke is coming out like that. Oh no. So I was standing by the fire pit when this started happening because it was, you know, October, crisp night, and I had the fire pit going, and <laughs> I was by myself over there, and I, a lot of people were watching it for the first time, and Noonan, just the way he's selling it and the way she's selling it, and oh, Jesus fucking Christ, man. And you're just like, where is this coming from? Like, why is the Monster Squad making me cry? Right? Well, because Frankenstein saves the day. He does. Yeah. You know, I've I've cried at several movies here lately. Like, The Invitation made me cry for some reason. <laughs> I know, I know, right? But this is this is an earned cry here, man. This is just one of those that it. You know what <laughs> movie? You know what movie made me cry this year recently? Hook. Hook. Yeah, that's right. You told me about that. Oh, Dracula's gone. Actually, wouldn't it be great if we did see the Oldsmobile uh, from Evil Dead 2 go through the apartment? <laughs> right? God damn it. Shit, this, now, this is rad. This is rad. His little improvised little thing here with the body with the stake, how he works everything. Ah, he's truly. He knows his yep. stuff. Boom. Duh. That's rad. You, you got to admit, you want to be the guy that does that fucking stake to the to, heart attack. To Dracula. And boom. There's Richard Donner. Richard Donner. <laughs> no, Richard Branson. Richard. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. That's for sure. I made an airplane. No, I, I've, been, I've been trapped in this void for the last hundred years, but I understand I know what the thumbs, thumbs up. up. Thank you. I'm Richard Branson in Floyd Branson Air. <laughs> <laughs> Poor puppy. Oh, God. So, also, the train to, train to Busan made me sob hysterically. <laughs> And there was a part in about five minutes of the film, I just looked at the ground. I might do that right now, because even though we've been talking over, having a good time laughing. So, Adrian. Don't go. Oh, (laughs) God, don't go away. So, a Serbian film? (laughs) It doesn't matter. They're both in so much pain. You know what I mean? Both babies. It's awful. And then she gives them scraps, though. Well, oh. Because it's dark bye. and scary. It's the bye. bye. Oh Jesus Christ, that is rough. I I was so, I wasn't sobbing, but I was like doing that one of those things, and everyone was looking at me, and I'm like, why aren't you guys sobbing with this man? That was so touching. How terrible would it be if this vortex is actually the same vortex that comes as a tornado in another series, and it's actually leading. All these monsters and everything to Oz. To ooh, or maybe to Midian. That's where the oh, monsters live. Uh, well that that that's that's a little bit easier to get to. You don't need a vortex necessarily. Well no, maybe that. the vortex takes into the Deadite world. Right. Actually to, I like I like to so, Oz as well. Because actually God, that's return to Oz. That's yes. a film. That's, that's a scary. gateway horror that film. Is a scary, there you go. Scary kid horror movie. Yeah, it is. With the wheelers. Of... Now, here we get uh, everyone coming together. Mm. You and get then the... finally. And then the army show. This is what always. <laughs> you got your message. That's, it's again just getting. <laughs> <laughs> also, it should be noted Rudy rocking the fingerless gloves because if you're going to kick some if ass. If you're going to be a badass in the 80s, you need fingerless gloves. Goddamn right you goes. do. Goddamn right you do. Oh, little puppy dog. Mummy came to my house. Well, are you? Eugene? Who's Eugene? 
Dude, that is a hardened, grizzled general right there, man. My pappy served with your pappy in World War Two. I civil- owe him a blood debt. Right. <laughs> At the same time, he vaguely looks like Dabney Coleman's other other brother from the uh, the other Jack Flack. Right. It's actually Flack Jack. We're the Monster Squad. So wonderful, so wonderful, so good, so iconic, and you end it. You end it, you break away, and what do we have? It's mid-80s. You don't have a good 80s film without the movie rap. No, you do not. You, uh, Let's see here. Maniac Cop 2 has a great end title credits rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Freddy uh, Nightmare 3 had a uh, Freddy rap. That was uh, that's right, because fuck, fucking Freddie, he got down with the fat boys. Uh-huh. He got down with DJ Jazzy Jeff and the uh-huh. Fresh Prince and Dawkin, because uh-huh. that's something I'm going to bring up. Actually, talking uh, some of those there uh, now, it's, it's crossing over into the 90s. But the first movies in, in the 80s and in, in the 90s, you've got Ghostbusters, too. That oh, that's rap, true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Well, but just in, within the uh, Michael Faustino, I thought it said David Faustino for a second. <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Uh no, but yeah, there's definitely just within the horror realm, those just weird raps that you would get at the mm. end of them that had no real place. But actually, it actually, it actually, I think, works really well just in terms of the kind of the the campiness that you get with this film, right? Which you need this because it's it's you get a happy ending, yeah. And that's what I think works well with this film is none of our major kids die. We right. don't need any of that kind of trauma. Mm-mm. The bad guys get it at the end. Yeah. Everyone comes together. The family's healed. Exactly. Like that's what you want yeah. in a good in a good it's film. A like happy that. ending. Evil is dispatched. Good triumphs and none. No scars there. Lessons are learned. Right. You know that's. You know I'm not going to say this is a uh, morality tale by any means. But, but don't, don't fuck with horrors. Don't fight. Damn right. Well, you don't well fuck with I mean, we we don't know about. Eugene, maybe in years from now, he's got some terrible trauma, like certain people oh, in yeah. Street Toughs. I would like to think that the monster. Hey now, hey now, tufts, hey now. I, I'm just saying, well, no, I'm just saying that leaves an impression while the army does show up, and that's a good moment for Eugene. Every other instance that he has is either the good monsters are knocked down and totally he's terrifying, or, or he, yeah, or he's just completely powerless when he sees the other ones and he's just like, oh crap. I would like to think that the monster squad later on, as they grow up, they go fight other monsters. Sure. So, like, Come on, boys. I heard there's something in our Antarctica we have to go find. You know, I need your blood types. We got to go down to the sewers here. We got some chuds. Right. But but uh, but Eugene's not able to watch uh, Groundhog Day Part 22 because no. he gives him nightmares. Hells yeah, it does. Unfortunately, he's the one actually that probably gets kidnapped. They have to protect him. They have to go after him. Final thoughts on Monster Squad. We love it. Obviously, yeah. we're all fans of it. Um, parting words. I, I enjoyed it. We never got back to your your team question. Oh that my you had. Well, that's the craziness of the commentary. Sometimes right. the, the conversation <laughs> carries different ways. Uh, you know what? We'll hit it. We'll we'll hit us up on Twitter on that one. Uh, and again, I'm giving total credit to Shockwaves Podcast. There was a great idea. They had some really good ones put together. But it makes you think about just in terms of all the people that we watch in these films, all mm-hmm. the people we root for, these characters we identify with, yeah. the movies we have relationships with, yeah. and just what it means to us. You know, these kind of films that 30 years later we're we're still talking about it we're still doing fan commentary and you're wearing you're rocking the t-shirt dude monster mechanical department probably not the same steve james from uh, american ninja but i'd like to yeah. think so oh no that's steve jackson uh no that's um yeah no uh, yeah I'm, I'm wearing a monster squad shirt but no what i just saw in there that they had for a second is they had it said the part of the gill man was played by tom woodruff jr but then it showed that the for the monster head creators frankenstein 
was Tom Woodruff. So you actually have a father-son team nice. that, that are working on special. I don't know if they did anything else. I'm, I'm actually curious to check after Monster this. Squad brings families together, exactly. man. Come on. I mean, squad. this is. It's a squad. It's a salve. It's a monster salve, yeah. if you will. No, I, obviously, this movie means a lot to all of us. 30 years later, we're talking about yeah. it. Who knows? 30 years from now, when, shit, I'll be in my 70s. I'd love to think I'm still watching this and getting that that same feeling of um, <laughs> just pissing myself hopefully, and just hopefully maybe there there'll be children or or grandchildren and if there's grandchildren we won't be like Eugene's grandpa and we'll make sure to to pass down right. we'll go the, the legacy of Monster Squad the proper channels if you will <laughs> oh I forgot Michael Sambello actually did the Rock Till You Drop theme uh, he did Maniac uh, he's hey, responsible for he wrote and produced the Monster Squad rap dude dude knows his stuff man dude knows his stuff um, so as we finish out here gang let me remind you to continue to follow us along into the mouth of March Madness even mm-hmm. though we're going into April and May that's just the way it works a yep. lot of stuff to get through uh, the next one that we will put out will be our 1987 episode featuring mm-hmm. uh, the uh, members of the horror cast from the Phantom Podcast Network and one Patrick Bromley from the F This Movie Podcast. So, Adrian, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us, chill out with us, watch Monster Squad, talk all over it. You're always welcome on the podcast. Um, well, again, you. where can our listeners find you out on those social medias? Um, I'm on Twitter at Yo Adrian Torres. Perfect. And then the podcast? Uh, the podcast is Phantom Zone, which is... Uh, at underscore Phantom Zone, and there might be something coming in the future. Yeah, and speaking with uh, stuff with 887. So mm-hmm. I guess until next time, guys, uh, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Zobble people.